Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. I'm here with my co-host, EP, main man, Colin Madden. Colin, how you doing, baby? Doing all right, bro. How about yourself? Solid, solid. You know, it's free agency week, and Hawks fans, we have move to discuss. That's right, singular, one move. Uh, So, of course, last week we had our emergency pod. We talked about the John Collins trade. The Atlanta Hawks were pretty quiet on the first day of free agency. However, there was a trade. It looked at first to be a precursor for another trade that really didn't work out. So it ended up being, I I think, a solid win for the Atlanta Hawks. So in case you missed it, the Atlanta Hawks traded Alpha Kaba to the Houston Rockets. And in return, they received Uzman Garuba, Tai Tai Washington, two second round picks. And those will be in 2025 and 2028 and cash considerations. And the wild thing about it was this Houston made this deal originally because they thought that they were going to be getting Brooke Lopez, who in a surprise move, he ended up re-signing with, with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and salute to the Rockets because they didn't back out on the trade. They're, they're men of their words and they went ahead and they followed through with it. Colin, give me your thoughts on it. Yeah. From the Hawks perspective, I don't see how this is, anything but good you know we traded away draft rights to a guy who's never played on our team Mm -hmm. we drafted the same year we drafted john collins Mm -hmm. and got two old first rounders two seconds which we have none of yeah and a million dollars sure exactly i think it's funny you pointed out um alpha's age that man has been with the hawks forever most obviously spending the vast majority of his time in college park and more power to him. Hopefully he does even better in Houston. But I think this is a major win. And I saw some people were disappointed in it, like online, that, you know, I, I don't know, that they wanted a grand slam. I guess they wanted, like, an a all-NBA caliber player. But a win is a win. And this is a win. And, um, you know, the Atlanta Hawks, barring any other moves, they're way below the luxury tax line. I was looking online earlier. They're like $8 million below that. So they have plenty of flexibility. We keep hearing names tossed around. Pascal Siakam has come up a few times. I don't know about how legitimate that is. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, what do you think they're going to use this last eight million and uh, try to uh, improve the roster in some way, or is it just going to be a very quiet free agency for the Hawks? We kind of called that this was a you know not a lot of big names in the free agency, and we didn't know how much was going to happen. Is that eight mil? Is that including our rookies already signed? It is. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Which, by the way, uh, Kobe has not yet signed. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we'll have some wiggle room still, but I'd, I'd like to hope if yeah. an opportunity is in front of them that they would use it. But, you know, I, I really don't think they're going to, you know, maybe sign one small guy. But, you know, other than that, I don't see like much a happening. veteran or somebody. Yeah, like... I mean, you might as well if you have the money, but <laughs> that's the thing. Like, bro, we're not asking you to go into the luxury tax for no good reason. Like, if it's a good reason, do it. If not, don't do it. But at least use all the money you're allotted. Don't leave eight mil on the table. Yeah, totally, man. Like, the, like this isn't more money out of your pocket. Like, just use it. Just use it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exa- I totally agree. So winners, losers of free agency, who stood out to you? What do you think of all the moves the Lakers did? They added, like, four new guys, re-signed a bunch of their dudes. Yeah. You know, obviously the media is going to go berserk and act like they're the favorite in the West now, but... Do you think they actually made like some really good moves out there? I was impressed by it, honestly. Okay. You know, I don't think I'm not going to say that they're the best team in the West. They're probably going to be about on par as they were last year. But yeah. given like their complete lack of cap flexibility, I was impressed with what they were able to pull off, bring back, you know, Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, they had Torian Prince. Um and um, Gabe Vincent is going to be a backup point guard. So yeah, I mean, all in all, I was I was pretty impressed with it. They let they let Thomas Bryant go. He ended up with the Miami Heat, but I consider it a win for the Lakers. Do you are you not buying the hype? I mean, I am. You forgot Hawks legend Cam Reddish also. You're team. right, Cam fam. I know. I, you know the Lakers have coveted Cam Reddish for a long mm-hmm. time, and it's funny that. You know, LeBron, of course, after they sign, he's got a post about it or whatever. And he posts on his story, you know, just a picture of everyone that they signed. And the picture he chose for Cam Reddish was him in New York. Like, do you think LeBron even knew that he was playing for Portland last year before he came to L.A.? You know what? You know what? That's probably a good question. Probably not. I, to be fair, I forgot where Cam Reddish was yeah. at some point. I mean, he totally fell off the map. And once any player goes to the Pacific Northwest in any sport, like we kind of forget about you. Like it's basically like Southwest Canada up there. Totally. So Yeah, they're their yeah. own little market. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Damian Lillard running from the grind. He is he has officially requested a trade. He wants out of Portland. The, the team that keeps coming up is Miami. Apparently, he wants to play for the Heat. Should should the Hawks be worried? I mean, I don't know. I, I It's going to suck if he comes to the East, which he probably <laughs> is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the hell the San Antonio rumor is. There is no yeah. way in hell he would leave Portland to go to San Antonio. I don't know what that is. I get that he has respect for Popovich. That's, what it, is, that's it. What does that have to do with anything? Well, so he and Popovich go way back. Team USA stuff. I mean, and who doesn't want to play with Wimby? I mean, Wimby looks like he's going to be able to contribute on a contending team immediately. So I kind of, I kind of see that one. All right. But, yeah. But Miami, I'm a little bit more scared about. Like, they, you know, obviously Jimmy Butler, 100% dog. Damian Lillard, he's a dog. That, that's not good news for the Hawks. Also, doesn't help Trey Young's All Star chances with if Dame moves to the Eastern Conference as well. 
So that's the one I'm kind of holding my breath on. Um, yeah, that's fine. Obviously, Miami Heat, they've been big brother in the Southeast Division for a long time. They get Dame, like, they're going to be big bro for, like, another few years at least. Yeah, and you kind of mentioned it. That Jimmy and Dame, they're both playoff uh, performers, yeah. too. Like, they perform in the playoffs, so that would be even more dangerous than they already are. I can only imagine, like, next year – First round, maybe first even, who knows, maybe even like play-in tournament, Dame in State Farm Arena in a heat uniform, knocks down a 45-footer as the time expires, points to his wrist, and I just fall to my knees crying. Can it not be a play-in again, Pat? Do we really have to be in the play-in again next year? Bro, if we don't use that $8 million, (laughs) I will see you at the ninth seed next year. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't do the play-in again. Yeah, I know. I mean, it'd be dope to see, like, Dame in person, like, two times a year. Like, I would enjoy that, but no, like, that would be horrible for the Hawks. So, um, whatever we have to do to throw a wrench into that trade, like, you you got to do whatever you can do to block that. Pat, this is something I kind of just noticed on, you know, the market, the NBA mm-hmm. market, not making a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So, Brooke Lopez, given he has, you know, won the NBA championship, Great player. Yeah. He gets two years, $48 million. Mm-hmm. Thomas Bryant, young, way younger, still has potential to grow, mm-hmm. gets two years, $5.6 million. I just don't understand. Some guys get paid big. Yeah. And some guys get next to nothing. Like Russ gets two years, eight mil. That was ridiculous. Like, I, I just don't get it. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. Um, I, I don't well first of all Milwaukee has a long proud history of overpaying their role players like that's what they do they take care of their guys and you know look Chris Middleton and they're just going to keep running it back I mean they got a new coach now so they're not t- entirely running it back but yeah I thought that was a wild overpay but that's what Milwaukee does so the Rockets he, I feel like overpaid some guys too Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks oh for sure for sure the Lakers I saw a pretty interesting tweet basically all the guards the Lakers added still mm-hmm. are less than what Van Vliet made in um made in his new that's contract with the Rockets so yeah the Rockets way overpaid but they're I mean, I want to call them an unserious organization, but for real, they're real as hell for letting that trade go through anyway with the Hawks. So I'm not yeah. even going to mouth the Rockets. Yeah, all right. That's fair enough, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. Summer League is coming up. That's always an exciting time. We, you know, all the, it's just like nerd prom for, <laughs> for NBA blog boys. Like you, you go and it's, super hot in the desert and like the first few days are like extremely lit because like you see your top the top draft picks and like you got lebron coming in courtside and you got like all these other um veterans who are, who are going to show up and they're going to support their team and then the star players they their star rookies they get shut down and by the end of the week like it just kind of goes out with a whimper mm-hmm. so like i'm not as in love with summer league as so many people are it's cool it's exciting but really i think it's a little bit overblown it's really just become just this big espn event but anyway i'll say all that to say the hawks this morning they sent out their 2k24 summer league roster a lot of familiar names on there of course you know they got kobe listed on there despite the fact that he has not yet signed his contract uh, Tyson Etney, A.J. Griffin, of course. Don't expect A.J. Griffin to play, but maybe one or two games. We're going to shut him down pretty quickly. 
uh, Veet. It's cool to see Veet Kretschke on there, uh, Tyrese Martin, and uh, you know a couple other undrafted rookies all pop up on the uh, roster. Have you had a chance to go through that yet? Uh, a little bit. I, I didn't. I'm not gonna say I had any surprises or anything like that. Um, you know, hopefully one of these guys who's fighting for a roster spot can go out there and perform well yeah. and, you know, make the team. That's really what they're trying to do here. For sure. I saw somebody was asking online about like, why isn't Jalen Johnson playing? And some were like, bro, he's way past that point. Yeah. I was thinking, I was like, maybe he'd be on the roster, but even if he was like, he'd play a tiny bit and then just, eh. Yeah. I feel like he's definitely graduated past that. I'm surprised AJ Griffin's on it. I mean, like, does he really oh, need okay. burn? Like he was a solid part of the rotation all year long. So do you think, do you think it's a mistake to have AJ playing summer league? No, I don't. I, I kind of like it to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, throw him on like Wimby or someone, have him go try to guard big and uh, yeah. maybe he'll learn that. Uh, I like it. I, you know, I like <laughs> to see AJ Griffin, like, channel his inner villain kind of like yeah. Dejounte Murray did last year in, in those pro-aim games and like maybe like hit Wimby on the head a few times with the basketball then blow past him that's what NBA Twitter needs AJ is too nice of a guy that he is the nicest guy ever from what I'm picking up oh for sure for sure that is one devout man yeah so, for real speaking of NBA Twitter like shout out to Elon Musk for M NBA Twitter breaking down on the most important day of the year like I, I thought I thought my account got cooked like I thought yeah. I was suspended because it kept saying like rate clip exceeded or whatever mm -hmm. and finally I was like oh no Elon's just an idiot and like he messed up Twitter on the most important day of the basketball calendar yeah. Um, luckily, it was a slow, you know, it was a pretty slow free agency. It wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't like KD to the Warriors. But that was a bummer, right? Dude, it's so annoying. And if this is going to continue and people actually are going to be limited on how much they can go on Twitter, it's just, mm -hmm. that's the point of Twitter is you go yeah. on it for news and you go, oh, something was breaking. Let me go on Twitter and learn more about it. If something breaks and you can't go on Twitter to learn more about it because you've already exceeded your limits yeah. for the day, I mean, it's going to die. Like, what are you trying to kill Twitter? We love Twitter. Yeah, for sure. You go there for your instant reactions. You go there for news and not just for fun stuff like basketball, but bro, you go there for like emergency news. Like, totally. like if there's like a severe weather event and that sort of thing, like you, you go to Twitter, obviously Elon was bullshitting when he was like, it, we're trying something new. Yeah. Like with it, like that's already gone. Like, I think we're already, because I blow through 300 tweets. Yeah. Like, like nothing like by breakfast time. So <laughs> Obviously, something broke, and you know we're not buying that, Elon. Nice try. We've got a lot to come. So our second segment is always our silly segment, and that's where I excel. Like, if you want like X's and O's, you want like cap strategy, you, you need to just Wrong turn show. off. Wrong because we're show. about to get real crazy in this next segment. We're going to take a break, and we will be right back. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. 
You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. And we are back with segment number two, this silly segment. We have a lot to cover. It's going to get real petty. And obviously, it's going to be very tray-focused. And uh, this one wasn't on our itinerary, but I wanted to make sure that we got it out there. LeBron James, Bronny James, to the Atlanta Hawks next year. Confirm. Mark it down. Did you it see is happening. story? It's happening, man. Uh, you know, if we're – like we've already said, we're going to be in the play-in next year. So if we are, <laughs> we're probably going to be drafted in the same spot we always are. And that's projected where Bronny is right now. So let's hope for a mediocre year from Bronny at USC yeah. and then – He'll fall right to us. I think I can almost promise you he's going to have a mediocre year, and as will the Hawks. So, yeah, uh, ESPN put out, like, their way too early draft projections for next year. They had Bronny going to the Atlanta Hawks. LeBron James quickly screen-capped it, put it on his Instagram story. as like, hey, James, James family, we're going to Atlanta, all that stuff. We took it. We ran with it. It's exciting. Uh, I'm all for it. I don't care how old, how washed LeBron is at that point in time. You got you do what you got to do to get LeBron. No doubt. No doubt. And, you know, there's nothing but good things he can provide to our organization. I mean, we haven't had a player like him since Anik. And Anik's probably the yeah. only player we've ever had even like that, you know, like an all-time great, you know. For sure. And even then, you know, love Dominique. I mean, top 75 player of all time, but yep. LeBron's like the top three player. Totally, totally. Yeah, so for sure. Super excited about that. Go ahead, get your LeBron James, Brian James jerseys, get those printed. Yep. So um, you woke up early this morning to do homework for the pod. You were listening to Trey Young's pod, his most recent episode. Give me, Give me some of your thoughts, some of the highlights from it. It's time for a podcast to react to another podcast. It's time! You know, Trey, they started off, they talked about a bunch of golf and, you know, the Dodgers game. He's enjoying his time out in L.A. Cool. And then they started kind of diving into things that people really cared about. You know, he talked a lot about people viewing him as a villain. And he said he didn't necessarily like it, but he did. He lets it fuel him is what he said. So, you know, do you, does that, you take that any certain way? Like, it's almost like he's just his whole life. People have just been throwing shit at him and he's been just taking it, using it as fuel. But he says he doesn't necessarily like being the villain that people view him as. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. You know, a lot of times in Trey's pod, like he's going to strike a diplomatic tone. He's not going to say anything to make, you know, another coach or player or agent, somebody mad. But I I thought that was pretty interesting insight into his personality because he strikes me as a lover, not a fighter. Like he wants to be, you know, friendly and outgoing and popular. But like you said, at every level, like go back and watch his high school videos. Like people are shitting on him about his size, his Mm -hmm. hair, like his shooting, everything. So yeah, I mean, I'm glad that, you know, he doesn't recoil, you know, and, uh, you know, I don't know, turn into like a a different type of person than he is, but rather he just uses his fuel. I thought that was super dope. Like I, I like that. But this has been a recurring theme. Like I've heard him say it. I've heard his dad say it. Like they really don't like the villain theme. But 
you know, man, sometimes if the shoe fits, you know, sometimes you got to wear the black hat. It's funny because like it, we people who, you know, watch us every move know that he is not like that. But if you don't follow Trey at all and you just kind of see him on the court, see him on ESPN, yeah. you're like, yeah, this guy, he likes being the evil, blah, blah, blah. It's funny yeah. to me that, you know, deep down, he just wants to be nice and wants people to like him. Yeah, I know, I know, but you know, people aren't ever really going to get like a true like idea of a player unless they're up close to him, kind of like we are. Um, also, nice. he brought up the coach killing. Uh, he brought up LP. He brought up Nate. He said Nate did a great job. Yeah, he didn't really want to talk shit on any of them, which I get. Yeah. Um, he said he didn't talk. He didn't talk downly on LP, but he more mm-hmm. so said, you know, they weren't seeing eye to eye on things. And since they weren't winning, it kind of, you know, brought the tension up and whatnot. And Trey was still performing really well. So, yeah. you know, his stats to that second year under LP were insane. Trey's second mm-hmm. year in the league. Yeah. Um, and then with Nate, he really only said good things. He just, you know, was like, it just hits course, you know, he, it, which is, you know, I guess what happened. But, uh, and then with Quinn, you know, he said Quinn is already ranked his second favorite coach he's ever had which is crazy and he said uh he's got a very similar demeanor to his aau coach who is his favorite coach of all time you know makes it quinn makes it really easy for trey he wants to work to trey's advantages uh he said that quinn will text him you know 1 a.m in the middle of the night a paragraph long of film he just watched like he just lives and dies with the shit so you know he said great match for the city and he said the city's gonna love him so you know i'll believe trey and I'm ready for for some Quinn. For sure. Yeah, I totally agree with all that. Like, um, LP, like, I'm really not going to, like, knock LP. Like, I know, obviously, he is a popular punching bag in Atlanta. But uh, I think he was there for an important role, you know, that development role. And then just, like, kind of like a snake shedding its skin. Like, then you kind of go into a different role. And then, then Nate, you know, he came in and he pulled the locker room together. And, you know, he provided, like, a steady hand for that incredible run. And then it's like, okay, well, that's kind of run its course. Now we need a new guy. So I get that. We need a new voice. And I really think Quinn, of course, like we're, we're both singing his praises. I think it's cool that he is so obsessed that he's like texting Trey at 1 a.m. and that sort of thing. So, yeah, really excited about that. I'm glad to hear Trey's buying in. You got to have that kind of buy-in from totally. the leader. Um, tell me about Trey's golf game, though. Like, is he nice on the course? He So they asked who's the best out of their friend group. And Trey said he's the best, but they also all acted like they've played golf together, you know, maybe two, three times. So I can't imagine Trey's very good. Um, they acted yeah. like they're going to be getting into golf soon. You know, post, I think it's a video. Post I, a think, swing. I think it was, I can't imagine he has a good swing right now, but I, 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 I think it was more so they just went to the U S open and we're like, yeah, let's talk some golf. And they just yeah. kind of like went off on the golf for a little bit. And, you know, I can that- respect that as a golfer myself. That's funny. Like I'm trying to think of like Trey's friend group. He's like friends with like the clutch guys. He's friends with like RJ, yeah. like his photographer. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess he's like probably probably being them. Hey, did you see the video of him like running the sand hills? Yeah, with, with Drewski. Drewski. Yeah, it was Drewski. Man, that was pretty that was pretty fun. I'm not gonna lie. I'd like to get invited to that. That looks like that looks like a good time. Yeah, I can't imagine I could do more than, you know, one or two laps up that hill, but uh probably looking sure. like Drewski out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same, same. So, yeah, Trey's taking on all ki- all types of sports, including pickleball. We saw him pulling up uh, on a pickleball court with Jalen Johnson. That was yeah. surprising. I didn't know they were close like that. I mean, 
is Jalen the new JC? You know, I think uh, I think Ooh. Trey's trying to fit him right in there. Uh, you know, I, I think Jalen's got a lot of room to grow this year. And mm -hmm. uh, I think that hopefully Trey and Quinn also see that. And, you know, mm -hmm. maybe he'll have a lot bigger role this year, which is, you know, if, if we're not going to sign these guys, our guys that have potential are going to yeah. have to have a lot bigger roles. So let's get that chemistry off the court and we'll see it. I like it. I like it. Building chemistry off the court. And yeah, man, Trey's taking on a lot of sports, but one of them will not be international basketball because the team USA, they are not going to let Trey anywhere near the gym. They released like the preliminary roster yesterday and you saw, you know, all kinds of different names. Like I, I got to pull it up. Like Jalen Brunson was one of them, mm -hmm. you know, and either way, Trey has lobbied publicly to get on this team and they're just they're not going to let him on it what should Trey do does he need to like con personally confront Steve Kerr should he just try to go play for like Canada like what's the move I mean I don't get it you yeah. know he's one of the best guards who's young and up and coming um I don't see how he doesn't have a spot on this roster I gotta imagine at a certain level maybe it's kind of past the point that he cares still but he said publicly that he does. So, you know, it's yeah. like in my brain, I really have to have it think that, okay, he doesn't care that much. So they didn't invite him because it doesn't make any sense that, no, he wants to be on this team and they did not invite him. Like that does not add up in my brain. So I don't understand. Um, I imagine that Trey is, you know, getting a little bit past it, but who knows, man. I don't know if he's passed it. He tweeted about it or posted about it on social media like two months ago at the absolute most. And yeah. I think he absolutely wants to play. And he's just been totally blackballed. So here's what I'm doing if I'm Trey. I know this is an unpopular opinion the day before the 4th of July. I am gold medal chasing. I'm going to go find a nice squad and try to get some like dual citizenship, like um, like Spain. Mm -hmm. Or you got Canada's got a nice team. Or maybe I'm going to go to... Uh, Greece and team up with Giannis mm. and I'm and Trey has if he could link up with a couple stars on a nice team maybe not win the gold medal but definitely kind of like Spain versus the redeemed team in 2000 like he could give them trouble and make it really embarrassing for team USA on an international level and that's the level of pettiness I want and yeah. I expect from talk, from a leader talk about villain you, that that might make you like a bit yeah. on an international stage. So yeah, the, I mean, the, honestly, that's what that's honestly what I would do. Like I would go try to team up with a different team. Is that too much? Like if you had one tiny connection to a team, maybe. But if you have zero connections to all the other teams, like I don't even know how that would even. How do you I even mean, do that? Dude's from like Texas and Oklahoma. Like he's about as American as it gets. Yeah, he really is, and. You know, I don't think uh, it works the same way the soccer stuff works, where some guy has a cousin yeah. from America so he can play on the American national team, even though he's lived in Germany his whole life. Trey, invite me on your podcast. We're going to work through this. We're going to figure this thing out. In the meantime, I think that might be it for news of the week. I don't think the Hawks are going to make any more moves. I mean, Lord knows they've got the cap space now. We'll see if anything happens. We're going to come back with an emergency podcast. As always, we appreciate our listeners. Have a safe, happy 4th of July. We love you. Go USA. Unless Trey's not on Team USA, then let's go whatever team it is.
Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.